Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Volunteer Country on SI Podcast. Today, I got back with me Riley Haltum talking Lady Vols. We have a lot to unpack here tonight for you on the Saturday, February 5th. Tonight is when we are recording this night before the Lady Vols head to Hartford and take on UConn. Well, they're already in UConn, but they play tomorrow at noon Eastern. But Riley, first off, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. Chilling, relaxing, getting back into the flow of things, getting into the class flow, doing the work and balancing it with everything else, man. But uh, I'm enjoying it, getting back into the flow of things. It's good to be productive after a nice long winter break. But yeah, man. The only thing I don't like about winter is this freaking weather, man. Every time I go outside, it's like I put on a hoodie and a coat, and I gotta walk, you know, 0.8 miles to my class. It's like, what? What is this world? Chilly. <laughs> no, I, I love it here. You know that, man. But uh, what do you think of that men's win today? No, we're talking <sighs> lady balls, but how about them basket balls? Five SEC wins in a row, dude. They're so fun to watch. They're such a fun team to watch. Yeah. It's always it, – it's – I'm expecting big things out of them this year, and I know that's a trap after last year. But, uh, yeah, I'm expecting big things out of them, and hopefully they can deliver on them. Yeah, I don't know about before the stretch I was, but uh, after the stretch, yeah, I could see that, expecting big things, especially the depth they got was Zakai and Urosh, man. I mean, Joe, Joe getting the – Getting the career high 20 points today. It was a big win for the Vols. But like I said, this podcast is dedica- dedicated to the Lady Vols. We're going to be recapping their last two games. You know, just to polar opposites, to be honest. On one hand, we had probably the most exciting game of this Lady Vols season as they beat Arkansas in overtime Monday night right here in Knoxville in Thompson Bowling Arena. Absolute gut, gutsy win. And at the time, you know, I had a my my hopes for the Lady Vols potential were you know at a sky high, even though they lost to Auburn a couple of days beforehand. Just the way they beat Arkansas and combated that high tempo offensive performance those shooters had, like Amber Ramirez from the Razorbacks, I just really thought they had moved on and you know just overlooked Auburn. They are back, but obviously that is not the case. As Thursday presented an absolute no show from Kelly Harper's squad, letting the unranked Gators score the most points against them this season of any team. 84 to 59, the Gators blew out the Lady Vols. I know I thought a loss is possible any game you play, especially in the SEC. But a 25-point loss, I did not think was possible for this Lady Vols team. And uh, I've, I definitely have a new outlook on them in this season. So let's go ahead and get into it. First off, just how what are your overall thoughts on this loss? And what was the biggest difference you saw between the Arkansas win and the Florida loss? So for the loss, it's it's embarrassing for them. You know, it's after coming off that horrible, horrible loss to Auburn, you know, you're thinking, okay, it's a fluke. They were overlooking them, looking past them. They come back and they fight this gutsy Arkansas team. It's it's this incredible game. And now you're sky high. Like you said, hopes sky high. You think that they, they could go all the way this year. And then this it's, an absolute like punch in the gut. It, it's it was hard to watch. It uh, it, it's just not what you expect out of these Lady Vols. Biggest difference I think has to be right within their philosophy as a team. The rebounding it was just non-existent there. And uh, you know uh, this Tennessee team this year has been predicated on rebounding and defense. And, and what you saw in that Arkansas game, they. It wasn't the best defensive game. I mean, Arkansas scored 85, I believe, 83. Um, and then go on to Florida 
and they score 84. So before right. the uh, before that Arkansas game, it's their their defensive performances had been pretty good. They they they're not letting teams score a lot of points on them. And then you know you think okay Arkansas yeah that was a fluke Amber Ramirez was automatic that night, and now Florida did it. And the one thing that saved the Lady Balls they did stick to that rebounding. They had forget the the exact no sixty rebounds. It was forty to sixty. That's right. Nice clean numbers. Uh, they had 60 rebounds against Arkansas. You go against Florida, they only had 38. Right. And that, it's they had let. And here's the here's the catch. Florida had the exact same number of rebounds as Arkansas did, 40. So and so it wasn't a lot like of their, it wasn't like Florida just went off on you know attacking the boards. It was just the Lady Vols were really bad. Yes, I, I think that's what this the Lady Vols just did not play to their potential, not in the slightest. You look at a lot of these stats between Florida and Arkansas, a lot of the the numbers are eerily similar, and, and the, the score was eerily similar. I mean, Florida only scored one scored. more point, right? Yeah. yeah, but then you got Tennessee. It's like they scored eighty six, and then they score only fifty nine in the following game. It's not. I don't think it was a thing that Florida was particularly defensive and they, they had this great defensive showing. I think it was Lady Vols beating themselves much in the way that they beat themselves at Auburn. It, it was, they get on, it's like they get on the road and forget who they are. They forget that, you know, you have Jordan horse and they can go in and score drop 20 any given night. It, yeah. it, it's, it's mind blowing the way they lost this game. Yeah. And I, you know, some people are talking about, well, the Lady Vols just the marathon of the game that Arkansas was, how fast the Razorbacks offense is. It definitely wore them out. And, you know, three days later, you turn around and go down to Gainesville. Do you think that game against Aub- or against Arkansas on Monday night had an effect on how they played Thursday night as far as fatigue? I think it, I think it definitely could have. I mean, most teams aren't going to say or admit that. They're going to say, no, you have to just be ready for this next game. But I certainly think it played into it. You know, it's a, that, like you said, it was a marathon of a game. They went to overtime and they were given everything they had on every possession, jumping across the, <laughs> across the court for every rebound and, you know, gutsy, this very scrappy type of ball, lots of steals, jumping on the ball. It, it was, it was a definite, it's definitely a game that could tire players out and then you turn around you practice the next day travel and then you're in Gainesville and you're having to play this game against another I mean it's an SEC team they're not a they're not a bad team not you know just exceptional but certainly not a bad team and it's gonna it's gonna be rough for a team to do that and Lady Vols have to do that consistently play against these really tough opponents right after yeah, and most of the Lady Balls games have been like that, very gutsy, very back and forth, clawing at each other, you know, constantly. It's a constant battle up until the very end when they like to pull away. But uh, it, it's, it's definitely a tiring thing for a team to do day in and day out. And I think it's kind of caught up with them in this Florida game. Yeah, just similarly to how it caught up with them in the Auburn game. But, you know, like I said, they didn't have – against Auburn, they had that third quarter performance where you're like, oh, there's the Lady Balls. They didn't have an – any sort of performance like that in any stretch of minutes against the Gators, did they? No, I don't. That, I mean, they failed to score over 20 in a, in a quarter. They, they right. scored 18 in the first and fourth. And besides that, they were pretty – they like half that in the second and third. It, it, it was ugly offensively for them. Defensively, they weren't really putting up much of a fight besides in that second 
in the second quarter where they held them to only 11. Uh, every other quarter, they, they went over 20. It, it was just a, a complete lack of a defensive presence, and I think that does come with that fatigue. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head right there. It's actually a stat I uh, wanted to bring up. Scoring 18 in the first quarter, then 11 in the second quarter. Okay, you think Kelly Harper's going to adjust at halftime, come out and you know bring something together here, and then in the third quarter you score 12 points. So it's you know not nothing nothing changed. So I mean, yeah, this is just a really tough loss for the Lady Vols team. Definitely one I didn't see coming. I want to throw some stats at you, and you tell me which you which ones you think are most important. I know you mentioned board battle about Florida winning. So I'll leave that out here, but you know, the lack of ball movement from the lady balls, only eight assists, Jordan Horston, a season low, five points, the field goal percentage itself, 37.5 compared to the Gators 53, you know, they're only four of 13 from three, which, which of those stands out to you the most also with the 18 turnovers, I forgot to mention that. So about those five stats, which one stands out most? So I'll say the turnovers and the field goal percentage, I don't think that's anything super new for them. Their field goal percentage against Arkansas was 39 compared to the 37 here. It's not just a far cry from what they usually get. And the same thing with the turnovers. They had 18 against Florida, 16, I believe, against Arkansas. So Mm -hmm. neither of those are really out of the ordinary. What was out of the ordinary, though, obviously Jordan Horston five points uh, mind-blowing coming from her I mean especially after that game that she just had against Arkansas you know putting up uh what was it 24 24 24 a double double with the 11 rebounds as well which I don't believe a single lady ball got a double double in this game against Florida no No, only one one scored (laughs) yeah only one scored 10 and it it was Lexus die who of course only had six rebounds and that it's like honestly insane to see Jordan Horst put up a stat line like that because you've come to expect excellence from her this season. She kind of has had, I won't say quite to the degree Ray Burrell had last year, but she's kind of had this huge come up and says one of the forces on this lady ball team. And she's one of those players that you have to watch out for. And obviously Florida was watching out for her as they held her to only five. It, it, it's mind blowing for her. And definitely something I know that she's disappointed with in herself. I mean, she's a player that you can see in every interview that she does. She She's very driven, and she wants to be her very best each and every game. And obviously, that was not her very best. She's one of those players that's like the heart and soul of the team. And, and when she doesn't do well, it resonates throughout the entire team, I think. Right. And, you know, she just wasn't having a great game. Two of nine from the field. Uh, six turnovers. She had a third of the team's total turnovers, so she was struggling with you know staying clean in that department. But I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> 23 minutes. She just wasn't. It, it, it's not like she was just out there fighting and just n- nothing was working. It was honestly to where she was hurting the team a little bit at times. And you know, Tess Darby had more minutes than her. So, like you said, just a mind-boggling performance from Jordan Horston. I don't know what exactly happened there. What particular thing led to that horrible game? Like you said, Florida obviously game planned against her, and it worked. But uh, let's talk about these turnovers a little bit more. Is there a way the Lady Vols can stop this? I mean, how do you let the Gators have 26 points off of those turnovers? That If that keeps continuing, they're going to continue to fall, the Lady Vols are. So how do they stop this? Right, I agree. And I think what we've seen from the Lady Vols also, their turnover totals have been pretty high all season. Or right, they have been, less especially recently. in SEC play. Exactly. I was going to say, I was more, more or less since they've started SEC play. It's, it's been pretty bad. And 
the difference between this game and a lot of the other games where they do have these high turnover totals and still end up winning is they're not turnovers where, you know, they're giving up super easy points right after. And that happened a lot in this game. It's more or less they, they you know, they turn it over towards the other end of the court and then they'd have time to readjust defensively, get a defensive stop, which is something they're very good at, and then go back on offense and try, give it another try. This time, it, it, like I think another factor in that fatigue, they turned the ball over and then it just felt like the energy wasn't there to try to make a stop and, or that or it was just, you know, impossible to get a stop. They turn it over right beside the 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 goal so so it was a lot of that I think um obviously as a basketball team you don't want to be turning over the ball as much as they are and uh I I do think that's something that they will find try to work on I I don't know how it's been this bad and how it's not improved um for so long is probably the most perplexing part to me but uh, I, I do think that they need to find a way to fix it. And I, I don't know if I have the answer. That's something that Kelly Harper obviously is struggling to find the answer to. If it's been this bad for this long. So uh, I, I think this time it was more or less just a difference in circumstances around these turnovers that led to this high point total off of the turnovers for Florida. But uh, it's something that they definitely do need to improve on. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I like your point there of, turning the ball over than not having the energy to try and, you know, stop them defensively. We talked about the fatigue from Arkansas, but do you think that like they probably did Auburn just a little bit? I don't, you know, I feel like they definitely looked over him just a little bit. Do you feel like the Lady Vols almost looked over Florida a little bit more than they should have as UConn is obviously the bigger game here on Sunday with the rivalry, with everything that goes on in that game? I know Florida's good, but do you think they might have looked over them a little bit? I do think so. It's it's hard to have, you know, the Yukon Huskies coming up on your on your schedule and not focus in on that. You know, they they're and you know Kelly Harper wants that win so bad. Oh, absolutely. She has yet to win against the Huskies as the head coach. Right. And so it's one of those things that come it's something coming up that you know she's focusing on it's something that she's worried about she wants that win badly the team wants that win badly and obviously florida's you know within the sec one of tennessee's biggest rivals year in and year out i mean that's not that's never going to change but uh I, I do think that you look at uconn they're a superpower within women's basketball it's a game that's very hard to to take your eyes off of so coming up into this florida game i do think they they not a hundred percent of their attention was on Florida. I do think they have been looking ahead to UConn because you got to think between a let's say the Lady Vols do lose to Florida and then go on to win UConn. It's you, know, you, you forget about it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they're you, back in the top ten. They're back in the mix of things. You just look past. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I I think that might be part of the the thought. I don't think the goal was to lose by that much. Obviously, the goal wasn't to lose, but. I don't think the idea was that they were going to lose by that much. I think they kind of were like, yeah, I think it was one of those things where they're like, okay, Florida's coming up. We're going to take care of business here. And UConn's right around the corner. We got to be ready. We got to be ready for UConn. We have to be the prepared for, for that team. And, and, you know, they just did kind of what they did with Auburn and just didn't spend enough time 
prepping for Florida, specifically game planning against Florida, figuring out how to get around Florida's game plan. And it led to a pretty embarrassing loss. Yep. I mean, only two Lady Vols made half their shots. Tess Darby, give it to her. She made a three or four from three. Obviously, that's that's her specialty is shooting threes, so it makes sense. But she was second on the team with nine points. First was Alexis Dye, five of ten from the field. So there's not if there's not many positives to take away from this Tennessee performance against Florida, but I guess you could say they played okay. But, Riley, one big question I want to get from you here. Obviously, Tamari Key is awesome. She's one of the best players Tennessee has. But behind her in the reserve role for those post players, can't say the same. Emily Saunders and Caroline Striplin. Caroline Striplin is a freshman. She gets a pass. But, you know, Saunders just hasn't delivered on the court when she's in limited minutes. She just hasn't delivered either. What do you think is the answer to this post, you know, this reserve post role? Is it Saunders or Striplin or – is Kelly Harper just going to have to stick to these small rotations with Puckett and die? I think her Kelly Harper's best plan or best course of action would be to go with those smaller lineups, give Emily uh, or get, or uh, sorry, give, get, you give Caroline Strickland a little more time to learn the position, get used to kind of what her responsibilities are going to be, sit behind Tamari Key, learn how Tamari Key plays and because I, I yeah like you said she's a freshman she's got a lot of time to learn she's got a lot of a uh, lot of growing to do and she was um, no one ex- no one was expecting her to be thrown into any sort of role to where she'd have to contribute in a major way because Kean Green was there but right. obviously tore ACL so right and, and yeah it kind of put the the bigs in a compromising position because you yeah you lose that major support that Kean Green provides and so, yeah, like you said, Emily Saunders just didn't deliver, and she hasn't delivered. And there's time for her to deliver. There's still many more games to come, and obviously she could contribute in a tournament run. But uh, it's going to make some major changes from her because she was basically non-existent in this loss. Two points, one rebound, three minutes. Yeah. Like, obviously if you're you're getting play for three minutes in kelly harper's system and you show that you're doing well in this type of game you're gonna get more so it tells you what kelly harper was thinking too right and it does kind of telegraph that thinking and hopefully i'm looking to see maybe you do see caroline stripling get a few more minutes you know start working her in if, if you feel like emily saunders isn't working out or like i said it and that's only if you really want to go big if you feel like you can do it with a smaller lineup. I feel like that smaller lineup worked really well against Arkansas, and I don't see a reason to change that formula, you know? Right. And um, so let's let's talk more about UConn here. Uh, you know, we've kind of touched on all of Florida, so who needs to step up against UConn to secure this win? Because it's all the more important now if you're the Lady Vols. I think the answer is kind of obvious here, Jordan Horston. Uh, after a five-point game, I think this is super interesting to see how will she rebound? How will she – like, you know, she, she's, she took the loss personally against Auburn. They came back, had a great game against Arkansas. Now, personally, she just had her worst game of the season, five points. How will she rebound against one of the best teams in women's basketball? How will Jordan Horston personally decide, here's what I did wrong, here's how I'm going to improve, here's how I'm going to get this win, and here's how I'm going to support my team 
to help them get this win. I will, I'm super anxious to see how is she going to respond. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she's the MVP of this team offensively anyway, so get the nail on the head. She has to step up after that performance. And let's let's just talk about big picture here a little bit before I talk about some UConn stats. Um, if Tennessee loses this game to UConn, do you think that ceiling of a Final Four run or a national championship run, rather, is gone? I, I'm going to say no, um, because there's still a lot of time for them to remedy um, a lot of those issues that they're experiencing. And um, obviously, you want to start <laughs> fixing those issues now, because it is starting to get closer and closer to that, uh, you know, that, that big ultimate goal uh, of winning that natty because that's what Tennessee lady ball basketball is about. It's about being excellent and winning championships. So, you know, that's the goal for this team. They've been great all season up until this are the Auburn game and this Florida game. So I, I do think, I don't think that that ceiling is gone. I do think the floor has become a lot lower but yes. I don't see, think the ceiling of a natty is gone at all. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you currently. I mean, if they get blasted by the Huskies, I might <laughs> I might change my outlook. But <laughs> like you said, there's a lot going on with the timing of this Florida game, with what's coming. I think we did really well to kind of talk about how UConn is, you know, this, this huge program in this huge game. So it's easy to look past Florida a little bit and how they responded to the loss against Auburn should give everyone hope to have, they can step up on Sunday, you know? So do you think that the confidence will be there tomorrow? I think so. Uh, because you saw against Arkansas, the, the confidence was there even after they suffered a loss to one of the worst team, uh, if not the worst team in the SEC, I can't remember exactly, but. Uh, no, they were, they were, they were the worst. They were yeah, okay, defeated okay. in SEC play. Yeah. So yeah, you 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 bounce back against Arkansas, who's a super hot team, uh, on, on definitely on the up and coming. Uh, and now you have to do it again against UConn. And UConn's going to be a much bigger test than Arkansas. But I also would even argue that this is probably a worse loss than Auburn because you know they play Auburn. Worse. Yeah, I, I would say so because Auburn, you look at okay, it's a fluke happened one time. They, it's very easy to blame that on. They overlooked Auburn because that I believe that's probably likely what happened. Um, because they came right back and and played a really great game against Arkansas. Now, you, you've just suffered that huge loss against Auburn, you know, okay, you can't overlook a team because something like that's going to happen again, and then it happened again. And, and I, I think if they can channel that energy and put it towards here's, you know, what we did wrong in that Florida game. And here's how we can use that to improve going forward, especially against UConn. Hey, if we did overlook Florida looking forward towards UConn, make use of that to make this Florida loss worth something, go on and hopefully beat UConn in, in, a, in a powerful fashion. That, that's what this Lady Vols team is going to want to look for. For sure, and some UT UConn stats here for you guys. UConn leads the all-time series fifteen to nine. They've won the last two meetings since series was resumed after a thirteen-year hiatus in twenty twenty. So Kelly Harper is zero and two against UConn as a head coach, but she knows what it's like to beat the Huskies as she's four and one as a player. 
And Tennessee won those three meetings in the late 2000s, 05, 06, 07. They won all three. So last year, you look at Tennessee, UConn. Tennessee was leading at half, 31-28, but could not hang on, and the, and the Huskies beat them by six. So, now, like we've said, this is just such a big college women's basketball rivalry. Um, UT 7-10 and 10 in the regular season, 2-5 and five in the postseason. Kelly Harper's going to want to get this win, going to want to beat this team and show that they are an elite basketball program yet again. Um, they've definitely shown it uh, glimpses this year for sure. Um, not so much recently, but, you know, UConn, not the same program they might have been a little bit ago, but definitely still a top 10 program in the nation coming off a big win against Creighton, winning big by 20 points. So, Riley, let's get your score prediction here. You just said the X factor is going to be Jordan Horson. Don't need to ask you that one. So, what's your <laughs> score prediction? I'm going to go score. I'm going to say UConn 72, Lady Vols 76. Oh, a win. I think a so. A win. I think if they did it <laughs> after that loss at Auburn coming back, that gutsy win over Arkansas, maybe they can do it again. Obviously, the conditions are different. They're in Hartford. They're not in TVA with one of the best crowds TVA has had in a long time. They're going to be in Hartford with probably one of the best – crowds Hartford has had in a while so uh, I but I, I think they can do it and this team has shown all season that that they're a very good basketball team and up until these la these two recent games where they suffered those losses they've been pretty consistent and fighting and and really pulling out wins and, and some very hard games like Texas that was such a insane game and it was so fun to watch and I think the Lady Vols can do something like they did against, like they did against Texas, like they did against Arkansas, where they pull out a really gutsy win. All right, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Are you disappointed we're not going to get to see Jordan Horson versus Paige Beckers because Beckers is hurt? Yeah, pretty disappointed. I think <laughs> no matter which way. I mean, whether you're no, no, yeah, a Lady Vol fan or fan of any other team, Paige Beckers is one of the most exciting players to watch in women's basketball. She, she's a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it makes the game better when, you, when you're at full force. You really know how you stack up. But the Huskies have three active players scoring, averaging double figures. Kristen Williams, the most among that group currently, um, along with two others. But like I said, Paige Beckers, who is scoring 21.2 points per game, will be sidelined tomorrow as UConn takes on Tennessee. I like your score prediction, Riley, a four-point win for the Lady Vols. I feel like this game could go to overtime. I really do. I would not be surprised at all, especially after, like, you know, a lot of the, the top teams they played, like Texas, have gone to overtime. So it's like, how do you continue a narrative this many times? Of because I, I think the Huskies are going to get out to an early lead based off of how Tennessee starts, but I right. can't say that Tennessee's not going to come back and win the thing. So, right. how does that, <laughs> but then you think to yourself, how does that narrative continue to keep happening? How does it keep going? But, right. But, man, I, I think the Huskies are leading at half. I tell you what, it's the opposite of last year, all right? Huskies leading at half, Lady Vols come back and win on the road. I like the score being in the 70s. I'm going to say a little closer than that. It's going to end on UConn missing. It's going to end like Arkansas. UConn missing a final shot to either win or tie the game. Uh, so I'm going to say a slim victory for the Lady Vols, 71-69. How about that? I like it. I like it. All right. Well, that'll wrap up tonight's episode of the volunteer country on a side podcast rally tell everybody how they can find you on twitter 
at Riley Haltum, no spaces, no capitals, no underscores, nothing, just Riley Haltum, all one word. All right, that's straightforward. Easy to remember. You can follow your host <laughs> at Jack Foster TV. That is me. Be sure and follow Volunteer Country on Twitter as well at VR2 on SI. Yes, that is still the handle, but we are Volunteer Country and everybody, thank you so much for listening and allowing Riley and I to do what we love week in and week out, and that is to talk Tennessee sports, whether it be women's basketball, men's basketball, recruiting football, you name it. But for Riley, I'm Jack Foster, and we will talk to all of you wonderful people next time.